Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, you can find us at harvesthouse.live.
overlooking it, thinking it's going to come in a different package. This is revival. You're living in it. What you're living in is the thing they write about in books. If that bothers you, then that means that we need to retrain our
we have those kinds of things where we where where miracles are are happening and they become more and more and more normal. But here's the key to this: How do we allow it to become a normal that recalibrates us without then becoming nominal or normal in the sense that makes us lukewarm? Because what I read about this pastor that was so interesting is he said miracles become boring. Even miracles, people getting out of caskets, people couldn't hear, now they can hear, become boring. Why? Because you weren't you weren't designed or built for that to satiate the hunger that you have. Specifically, he's teaching us how to steward revival well. In a practical sense, it is natural to become dependent when you are in a position of need. I'll say that again. In a practical sense, it's natural to become dependent when you're in a position of need. In the kingdom, there is it. There is you're able to have an admittance of need even in the possession of resources. Isaiah 55, and we could start with the, I mean, Isaiah 55 is like one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, so I've, I've struggled with where to start. You could start at verse 1, we could really rock this thing all the way through, because it's good stuff. But, um, Isaiah 55, 6, Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Let me ask you a question, and I'm not going to answer it. If his thoughts are not your thoughts, then why have you been constantly going to say that? 
aggression over an error of not doing something every time. An error of aggression would be like, okay, you hit the ball, you're coming up to first base, and you go, you know what, I'm going for second. Because you're what you've done is the odds say you're forcing somebody else to have to make a play. I'm going to go for it. They're going to have to do a couple things right in order to get me out. We have a tendency in church, we've been taught to always err to the side of passivity, whereby you get to first base and you just thank God that you made it to first base.
what what is interesting to me is the argument might be why is it that those that are hungry aren't given the bread and why is it that those that eat are given the bread because those that eat are supposed to give bread to those that are hungry Get your family portraits, you can get glasses, you can get a haircut, you can crash your 
clothes. You can get golf clubs. Uh, in fact, some Walmarts now, they have spas and hot tubs you can purchase. Actually, you can get a flu shot. That's right. If your flu shot doesn't work out, there are now some Sam's Clubs that are selling caskets. I've had that conversation with him on numerous occasions. I'm like, I, I, you know, you're, you're, you're a lot smarter than I am, but I'm just telling you, I don't know that Coastville is the place for this to happen. You could pick some other churches. They've got really good stuff. They've got, you know, a metropolis area. They're close to the interstate. They could really impact the neighborhood. They could go door to door after church. They have, you know, high speed internet and they have, you know, really cool chairs and they have, you know, that don't flicker when people turn on the water and they have, you know, running water. I, I, I've honestly had that conversation with him. Are you sure this is, like, I kind of have thought, like, in my mind that it's almost like, he, like, you know, did he just, like, spin the, the like, yeah, there, you know? You know, why here? It doesn't make sense. But to him, it makes sense. And if you think that it's because we this idea, and that all of a sudden I was studying scripture one day, and, and I came up with some revelation about how we would get God to totally transform our lives and turn us into family who get to be at home and in rest and abiding in his presence, then you've missed the point. The absence of strategy is what brought this, because it is purely dependent on him that caused the heavens to open. of this. 
Israel exited the promised land, or excuse me, exited Egypt, and on their way into the promised land, they came to the Red Sea. They come to the Red Sea, and they're faced with this impossible scenario in which Pharaoh and his armies are at our back, and the Red Sea is in front of us. You know, if you haven't watched the Ten Commandments recently, it's on around. I think it's on around Easter every year. You know, and you're gonna you're gonna hear. You know, where's your God? is this really interesting thing where he split the sea. On the other side of the sea, Miriam takes a tambourine, it says, and begins to dance and sings a praise, prophetic praise song to the Lord about the horse and the rider have been thrown into the sea because of the faithfulness of our God. So prophetically, on the other side of the Red Sea, they walk on the ground. Let me just remind you. Thank you. 
dance on dry ground through the sea, knowing I know he's good and faithful because he's proved he's good and faithful. He has demonstrated his nature to such a high level that I no longer have to in any way question what he's doing. He split the sea, so my dependence is completely upon him. I'm not going to have to strategize what we would Thank you. 
that we don't need ever need to be without food. Do you realize, and this is really wild, do you realize that the next thing, the next conversation that they have, he gives food for thousands. The disciples of Jesus get on a boat, and the next thing you find is they forgot to bring lunch. He was trying to teach them something. He was trying to Unfortunately, the reality is the American 
understand his nature as good and faithful when we've told the world he's defined by devastation and destruction. Do you realize it was actually a pastor who first suggested to insurance companies to have acts of God clauses in your policies? So the church tells the world that these things are what God does, and then we wonder why nobody wants to meet our God. It's time we start introducing them to the real nature of who He is. It's time that we actually get to a place where we introduce people to the God that is good and faithful. And in finding that He's good and faithful, it will always lead us back to who He is. Because it's not enough just to have what He does. It's always for the purpose of leading us in. And what Miriam lost sight of, whether it's in apathy, or whether it's in cynicism, or whether it's in being critical, because as soon as I, this is my opinion, you can't have honor and a critical spirit in the same place. Say that again. You cannot have honor and a critical spirit in the same place. Doesn't mean you have to agree. I, I just like to tell you this. You realize there are things that I say on purpose just to stir you up. Just to get at stuff. There are times that I'll literally make statements or say things in a certain way just to stir it up. Why? Number one, because it's good for us. I, one of my favorite things in the world, John Potter, he's from um, at the beginning of the, the beginning of Hard Rock Worship Center, it was just it was a worship event that they held at a Hard Rock Cafe. He's talking on the video and he says he asked the Lord. Why is it that you wanted us to do it here? So many churches would say they have this, this worship gathering. And the Lord answered and he said, because a religious spirit won't come in this place. The reality of it is, there is something where we have a tendency, it's not about agreement, it's not about thinking I can't have a difference of opinion. If you agree with everything I say, then you're probably not listening. say I'm greater, we just say they're worse. That critical spirit cannot exist where there's honor. It just can't. So what happens is, on the other side of these miracles and these things that he's doing, if we start choosing these things above him at any point, I'm telling you those things will be insufficient to keep us, and it brings us into something where a critical spirit can come in, where apathy can come in, 
his miracles. I'm telling you, we could have a dead person get up every Sunday, and eventually it would get old. So uh, we, we lived in that environment. But I was telling Noah today that one of the things that I was thinking about, and I think I read this at some point, I can't even remember where, but one of the things that, that we think about is a sign. So it, the idea that a sign is, is, a sign is supposed to point to something.
then he says, my presence will go with you wherever you go. So that we can, as a people, literally dance through the next scene. Why? Because it's not about the scene. It's not about the miracle. He's restoring things literally. There are relationships that I'm seeing restored that were beyond repair. There are relationships that I'm seeing
provision, and we will then pour out of the abundance because you've said we can. We've been given two coats. We will extend a coat to our brother. We've been given plenty, and so we understand that in doing so, we can create hunger. We can stir hunger within others as we pour out so they can taste and see that you are good. So we speak that over ourselves, an awareness of something that stirs hunger for people to taste and see that you're good, because I'm unwilling to relent in my hunger and my appetite for the who you are, in that I get to inherit your ways. Your miracle lifestyle comes as a result of me not being willing to relent on who you are, and you're faithful to demonstrate who you are with me and Jesus. So we thank you, Father. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, really quickly, um, some of you might have noticed on the announcement slide, Sunday, or Sunday, we had talked about we were going to um, have Sunday evening service rather than Sunday morning. We decided to forego that. We're going to have normal Sunday morning service this time. So if you saw that last Sunday, you, it was not a mirage. It was not your imagination. Uh, that did exist. Thank you for listening to this message from Harvest House Church. For more information, find us online at harvesthouse.live.